Today is Thursday, March 12, 2020. On this day in 2009, Brian Lewis murdered his common-law wife, Haley Jones. His motive was unthinkable. Brian claimed he killed his wife over a Facebook status. Welcome to Today in True Crime, a ParCast original. Due to the graphic nature of today's crimes, listener discretion is advised. Extreme caution is advised for listeners under 13. Today we're covering the killing of young mother Haley Jones at the hands of the man she'd trusted most. Let's go back to New Tredegar in South Wales, to the home Haley shared with her partner, Brian Lewis, and their four children. It was evening, and Brian had already been drinking for three hours. Brian had suspected his wife of cheating for the past two years, but for the past 10 days, he'd been convinced. All of the long hours at work, the late night Facebook sessions, and then the texts from co-workers inviting her out. After looking through her computer, Brian thought he knew everything. He was ready to fight to keep his wife. Not that this was new, they fought often. He'd screamed at her, hit her, but nothing helped. She wasn't the girl he fell in love with, and he increasingly feared she'd never be that girl again. What Brian couldn't understand was that Haley felt the same way. Two years of unemployment had Brian spiraling into depression and alcoholism. He wasn't the boy she'd fallen in love with, or the breadwinner who'd provided for their family in the years since. After 13 years together, Brian and Haley constantly fought for their former selves. Tonight was more of the same. As their voices escalated, the fighting woke two of their sons, Jordan and Kian. The boys listened from the top of the stairs. When she'd had enough of the same circling argument, Haley gave up. She was going to bed. She layered on three sets of clothing and snuggled into two sleeping bags. It was cold in Wales, colder now that she was sleeping on the couch. Haley tried to settle in, knowing she was one day closer to leaving her abusive husband. While Haley tried to sleep, Brian stewed. It was clear his wife wanted nothing to do with him, but as he'd told his friends at the bar, if he couldn't have her, no one would. And he couldn't just let her sleep peacefully while he was angry. Around 4 a.m., Brian picked up a kitchen knife and entered the living room. Haley ignored him from the couch, the same way she'd ignored him every night for months. He hovered over her, raised the knife, and brought it down on the mother of his children. Haley screamed, no, Brian, no, I love you. The knife caught in her ribcage, stuck. Brian realized this wouldn't be fast. 
He let go of the knife, ignoring the blood pooling on Haley's T-shirt. He put his hands around her neck and strangled her. At the top of the stairs, their two sons stayed very still, confused by the sudden silence. They overheard their father calling the police, reporting, I have killed my girlfriend. I strangled her. We had an argument. When the boys went downstairs, their father was gone, and their mother's corpse lay on the living room floor. The police and paramedics arrived in a mess of flashing lights and wailing sirens. Haley's mother, Sally, lived just blocks away. She heard the sirens. Sally tried to keep her heart from breaking prematurely as she headed to Haley's house and entered the home to investigate. It was as bad as Sally feared. The paramedics declared her daughter dead. Acting fast, Sally rounded up her four grandchildren. As she got their things together, 10-year-old Jordan covered his mother's body with a sleeping bag. With Brian missing, the police put out an all-points warning. The husband was suspect number one. But there wouldn't be a manhunt tonight. Within a few hours, Brian turned up at the local police station. His confession was simple. He'd killed his wife. His reasoning? She'd changed her Facebook relationship status to single. Up next, the breakdown of Brian Lewis's relationship with Haley Jones and how social media may have caused a murder. Now, back to the story. Thirteen years before her murder on March 13, 2009, Haley Jones first met the man who would kill her. It was a beautiful day at the county fair. Haley was 13 and wide-eyed. Brian was 18, cool and popular. Despite the age gap, their friends said they were well-matched. Psychologist Adrian C. Amantia said Brian always only had eyes for Haley. And Haley thought Brian was the love of her life. Two years later, she was pregnant. They moved in together, thrilled to start a family. Brian got a good job working on the railway, and Haley stayed home with the baby. Over the next eight years, they had three more children, bought a house, and built a life. They never legally married, but they didn't need to. They were happy. Until 2007, when the economy tanked. Brian lost his job and was suddenly without a way to support his children and pay the mortgage. He struggled to find steady work, driving the family into debt and fear. Haley's family, who all lived in the same small Welsh village of New Tredegar, offered to help. 
Her mother, Sally, even offered to let them move in with her. But Brian was a proud man. No one else had the right to take care of his family, even when he couldn't. So Haley took the reins of her own life. She found a job. She was hired as an assistant caregiver at a senior care home. Haley's friends described her as a hard worker, and with experience looking after four small children, Haley quickly adjusted to caring for the ill and elderly. For the first time in her life, she was making her own money. And for the first time since she'd met Brian, she was making her own friends. She even bought herself a nice new laptop so she could keep up with them on Facebook. As 2009 dawned, Haley was thriving, and Brian hated to see it. He started drinking more, spending all of Haley's hard-earned money on beer. He stopped looking for work. He grew distant and mean. Haley began to feel trapped in what had been her perfect life. Facebook became her escape, and soon she was spending all hours of the night chatting with friends and looking at photos. This only made Brian angrier. He hated being ignored, and he suspected the late-night messages were more than friendly. It didn't help that Haley never let him see what she was doing on the computer. For the past 13 years, Brian had always held the power in the relationship. He was older, more knowledgeable, the breadwinner. Now that the 13-year-old he'd fallen in love with was an independent woman, he couldn't control her. Instead of growing up with her, he resented her. Dr. Amanda Maitland El Amri examined this case in her study, Social Media as a Contributing Stressor to Intimate Partner Violence and Femicide. She noted that Brian exhibited a common pattern in these kinds of crimes, a sense of sexual propriety. Brian felt entitled to every part of Haley. Therefore, her new life and secrecy caused an evolutionary form of sexual jealousy. And the only way he knew how to get his power back and keep other men away was to hurt her. The first time Brian hit her, Haley wanted to leave, but she worried for her four kids. She had to get them out safely too. So she used Facebook to secretly talk to her friends and family about escaping her abusive relationship. On March 2nd, 2009, Haley made a big move. Perhaps she was seeking affirmation before standing up to Brian, or perhaps she wanted to send him a message. Either way, she logged into Facebook and changed her relationship status to single. Brian found out, and 10 days later, on March 12, 2009, he picked up a knife. He claimed he was cleaning his nails and just tapped her to wake her up. Clearly a lie.
A study by Dr. Maitland L. Omri found that knives are strikingly common among social media-motivated attacks. She notes the sexual connotation of penetration, but there's also a visual motive. Someone poisoned could still look good in online photos. Someone stabbed won't. Even if the victim survived, they'd be scarred forever, online and off. But Haley Jones would never go online again, and Brian Lewis would soon be banned as well. Within hours of the murder, the police had Brian in custody. He went to trial the following September, and it took the jury just three hours to hand down a life sentence. Brian remains in prison in the UK, but will be eligible for parole in 2023. As Haley Jones knew all too well, it takes strength to leave an abusive, controlling partner. But no one has to do it alone. If you or someone you know is a victim of domestic violence, call the National Domestic Violence Hotline 1-800-799-7233. There is a way out. Thanks for listening to Today in True Crime. I'm Vanessa Richardson. For more stories of relationships that turned criminal, check out another ParCast original, Crimes of Passion. Today in True Crime is a ParCast original. You can find more episodes of Today in True Crime and all other ParCast originals for free on Spotify. Not only does Spotify already have all of your favorite music, but now Spotify is making it easy for you to enjoy all of your favorite ParCast originals, like Today in True Crime, for free from your phone, desktop, or smart speaker. To stream Today in True Crime on Spotify, just open the app and type Today in True Crime in the search bar. At ParCast, we're grateful for you, our listeners. You allow us to do what we love. Let us know how we're doing. Reach out on Facebook and Instagram, at ParCast, and Twitter, at ParCast Network. We'll be back with a brand new episode tomorrow in True Crime. Today in True Crime was created by Max Cutler and is a ParCast Studios original. It is executive produced by Max Cutler, sound designed by Brian Golub, with production assistance by Ron Shapiro, Carly Madden, and Freddie Beckley. This episode of Today in True Crime was written by Maggie Admire, with writing assistance by Abigail Cannon. I'm Vanessa Richardson. 